All right, check one, check two. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. With your host, me, Rob Cantrell. Oh man, I got an exciting episode, a dope guest, an awesome cat on fire, on the rise in the comedy scene. I've seen him when he first got to uh, New York. He's originally from Detroit. He has, uh, he's been on Comedy Central right now with uh, Lana Glazer's new show. He's also written for BET. He's written for uh, Complex. He has uh, toured the country with some of the top comics. If you're in New York and you see this cat's name on the bill, go to the show. Give it up for Alex English, everybody. Hi, Rob. Hello. First of all, <clears throat> in the pre in the uh, the prelude before we recorded, you were like making fun of me for the intro, and I have nothing to make fun of you about because that was lovely. So. <laughs> sometimes people do my intro and I'm like, wow, I did all of that. I'm doing all of that. Wow. I forget. I forget sometimes. Nice Yo. to be reminded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are, you are a star and you are, uh, I saw your five That's minutes sweet. on Lana Glazer and it's kicking, man. It really hits. Thank you. You know? That you know what's you know my only gripe, which has nothing to do with anything, was that like it just happened during a pandemic, you know, during the <laughs> pandemic. So the audience, the audience was like very sparse, and we were outdoors. So I feel like my um my cousin kept it real with me, and he watched it, and he was always like, he's like, this is funny, Alex, but I mean, you would have killed it with a with a with a better room, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're outside. What you didn't see actually was that, uh, and I wish they, I kind of wish they would have kept it, uh, or put it in. Uh, during my set, there was a, um, I was in the middle of a bit, and then like a semi truck, like just passed by where we were recording, and it would like honked its horn very, very loudly. Um, <laughs> and it just, truck. it broke up, it exactly, it broke up the whole set, but, uh, Everybody was just laughing. I mean, it might have been the biggest laugh I received the whole set. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't keep that party. But yeah, Thank I know you. That yeah. I haven't been out, dude. I went underground. I'm still on the underground, mm -hmm. but I know you're young and strong and uh, and you're on the ground. Oh, please. Oh, please. I'm listening. I'm well. I, I'm what I call well into my 30s now. I'm not. It's still very early 30s, but I'm well into it. You know, I could have I, I was I'm, I'm all, I was almost susceptible to the to the virus. I was almost in that age group. Yeah, I, I'm just a few. I'm just like a few years shy of when I would have been gotten the, the, uh, the vaccine first. <laughs> Senior citizen. <laughs> Uh, did you get the vax? Are you vaxxed up? What's your deal with I the did. vax? I did. I got I got double double vaccined. Oh wow. I got I'm good, fully, fully vaxxed. I got both of my shots in the Bronx. Both of my shots in the Bronx. Yeah, man. So yeah. So you know my uh you get my, shot I said, the Bronx. That's how you do my, it. That's how you do it. That's how a lot of people do it. <laughs> uh yeah, so my, my vaccine was Coquito. Coquito. <laughs> um, you know, you know what I realized. Big, pun, right Big Pun's cousin gave you the vaccine. Yeah, <laughs> you might be right. You you might be right about that. I don't you know. know. Everybody's related to Big Pun up there. But but you know what, Rob? I lied. I, I gotta say, I gotta keep it real with you. Yeah. I lied. I lied to get it a little earlier than I probably should have. But I feel like I waited. I waited a while. Like 
I, I didn't get COVID at all during, you know, during this whole thing. So I was like, okay, let me go ahead and like let the teachers and the healthcare workers and the firefighters and everybody that's like on the front lines, let me make sure they get it. But I was like, look, y'all are dragging this. If you, by now, I think like, I had my first shot like, by the end of March. I was like, if, if, and, and it, like the, the vaccine was well available at that point. I was like, well, if you haven't gotten it by now, yeah. You, you don't want it, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want it. yeah, yeah, that's you know. On you. I think after March, it was in. It was all all hands on. It's like, dude, you. And then only recently, you tell them you live work at a library. You tell them you're <laughs> five years old. I don't give a shit. Get vaxxed up. I'm done with it. I'm like, I don't, I'm just done with it. I want to get. Well, I told them that I was a restaurant worker. I told them that I worked at a restaurant. I did. So I was like, shit. I said I worked at yeah. a store. Did they I, ask I, you I for proof? Help out. Yeah. Did they ask you for proof of like employment in the line? No. Or they just kind of let you? No, I had Pfizer. New York ran it tight, man. They asked for proof. They tried. They a lady tried it with me on my first shot. She, you know, I had to check in in the line. It was raining, so it was like I had been waiting outside in the rain for about forty-five minutes before I got inside to get the first shot. And she checked me in on the iPad. She saw what my answers were um, in the pre-screening, and then she said, uh, "So, do you have proof? I mean, do you have any documentation?" So I brought like two pieces of mail with my address here on it. So I was like, oh yeah, look, this is, here's a W-2 and you know, here's some, here's my phone bill. Yeah, you know, I should, I should be paperless, but I didn't press that. So yeah, <laughs> I have, yeah. I have bills. And then she's like, yeah, but about the restaurants, you have like proof certified you. And this is a woman of color, right? So I'm looking at her. I'm starting to be like, okay, I'm caught. She's going to tell me to get out. I've been waiting in line. I've been waiting forever to get the shot. So I start fidgeting around on my phone like, uh, can I call? Maybe I can call a manager. And I'm truly thinking of the first friend I can call that would answer the phone to like play like my manager on the on the spot. Turn it. We have a lot of friends in improv, Rob. You know, yeah, so let, we let's got see. Comedy friends that know what's up. Let's give them see their chops. Yeah. Prove, prove to me that you have the chops right now. Okay. I may not be industry, but prove you get. But she, she, the lady, as soon as I like, like uttered, like, oh, I'll call my manager. She smelled the bullshit. And I, she was just like, go ahead. And I was like, yes, you should have been saying, you shouldn't have even asked me for proof. You know, I'm not, you're going to deny me my yeah. vaccine. Let me in the school, lady. Which yeah. is something I've never said. I've never said, let me in the school <laughs> cavalierly. <laughs> And uh, I got yeah, the shots. She, yeah, she got it. She got it. She mm. knew you were full of shit, but she just she was, was playing like, around. She was playing games. I was like, let me in here, lady. Look, come on. I'm trying. I'm trying to get back out in these streets. And you're trying <laughs> to do the right thing, Alex. You know, it's the right, do the right thing, thing. But I mean, I never I, you, it's hard to tell people to do it, and especially the African-American community. Like they don't, you know, you shouldn't trust the government. I get it. Tell that to Henrietta Lacks, okay? So that's so that's a Henrietta Lacks, okay? Try telling her to take the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't. People hate being told what to do. That's what I've learned in my life. It's yeah. like people, you, yeah, they just don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's uh, it's unfortunate that like healthcare and science becomes political because that should never become political, right? So that's the problem. And I've, the thing with anything that becomes politicized is that you're not going to change that person's mind, right? Yeah. You're not going anybody that doesn't have faith in the government. As soon as you attach governmental issues with uh with healthcare, of that something that should be pretty. That should be pretty bipartisan, taken out of any kind. That is just something personal. 
um, you're not you're not going to convince them then. You know, they kind of are set. If they're if whatever they believe is what they believe, and yeah, you know, as and a black person, their personalities attached to yeah, it. like their whole yeah. sense of self is attached to that. So you're almost like combating, like, oh, you're everything about you is wrong. Yeah. And, and you know what, Rob, it's so much harder to be in black with it because I am a black person who has faith in science and medicine. I'm like, look, my dad said it best. Somebody else might have said this, but I heard it from my dad first. He said, Alex, they're giving it to white people. How bad can it be? <laughs> I saw enough white folks getting the vaccine. I was like, well, they're not going to kill them. So <laughs> they're not going to kill them. Yeah. So So it's that. But it's also very difficult as a black person to communicate with other black people in my family friends that I know who and I have people in my family who are now who are refusing the vaccine and when you ask them you know they do say things like you know uh 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 the government you know I don't trust the government my cousin said something like uh well the government just trying to make money that was the blanket reason and I was like you you you, you well it's free and also you don't think that they already don't. You think they don't have money already? <laughs> like, you think the government doesn't have money? <laughs> you, you think they need your $17? You, 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 think, you think they need, right. You need to give you a shot. So they can, it doesn't, it never makes sense. And it's like, sometimes I get so disappointed as much as I don't want to tell anybody what to do with their bodies. Everybody is an autonomous person who can make their own healthcare decisions. It's, it's unfortunate because I hear black people in my family and my friends speak like that. And I'm like, you sound like QAnon Trump people. You sound like the people that you hate. You claim to hate these people that you disagree with them. But y'all have a lot of, there are a lot of parallels there. Y'all like, y'all think with the same ideology sometimes. So it's like, you know, that, you know, there's a lot more that, it's just further proof, Rob, that there's a lot more that uh, unites us. <laughs> yeah, man, it, I, it is a human thing. And I, and I yeah. think in some way it's like teaching us that we really do, like that's why we have to all come together on this black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, like to get it down. And it, mm-hmm. it worries me about India hyping up, you know? Because I read about I think that. we're all, I think we're all one. I've always think we're all one. Like I've, uh-huh. every time I've taken mushrooms, that's all. <laughs> that's it. All. That's what we need. To what? We need more. We need more shrooms. We need more shrooms. Yeah, we're all mentally <laughs> fucked up. We're all mentally fucked up, and we all have experienced trauma, and we haven't been able to process it for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think it's some way of coming back to nature. But uh, yeah, with with mushrooms, it's like that's when I, I I I remove my ego and I'm like, yo, I'm a part of Alex. Alex is a part of me. Part of, <laughs> this is one big fucking nerve ending that's going mm-hmm. like you know. Going like well, that. you know what, Rob? I say that I say that especially like when it comes to like comics, when it comes to like the 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 quote unquote community of comics. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like, yeah, that there's no clear there's no clear example to me right at least and to those like me of a united of what being in unison looks like then a group of comics because no matter what background you're from we all made some fucked up decisions in life that got us to becoming comics you know <laughs> so we all like regardless of age regard, it, 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 it goes beyond that you know it goes beyond age race gender sexuality yeah, I mean- if you're a comic 
you're trash. You're equally trash. <laughs> <laughs> I know you could be some super Q on comic Trumper, but he knows about open mics. He knows about <laughs> crying his car after a show. He's bombed. Yeah, he's bombed. Yep. He can he can accuse after a show once in a while. <laughs> he, he look, listen. He's bombed on stage, which is why why he can also relate to Barack Obama. Okay, we're bombing. <laughs> It's, it's all the same thing. You, you make you can accuse him of the drone strikes, but you've strick, stricken a crowd or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are you at? I love, I mean, I try not to be political, man, because I don't, I don't want it to affect my comedy. And I think it draws away from human, but I dig Obama. I've always, just as a cat, just as a dude, and people yeah. say he's fake or whatever. It's like, no, that's politics. I know politics. You got to play the game. Yeah. It ain't fucking... It ain't fucking sitting around, the, you know, the house bullshit. It's like these. The thing is, though, lost through. He was our first one, so <laughs> unless unless he did, you know, it was very exper everything. The first is always very experimental, but. Yep. I don't know why, you know, it's really crazy why I, I try not to be too political in my comedy. Also, even though a lot of my bits right now that I'm doing out of like out of quarantine, out of the pandemic, since stuff is opening up, I like am digging a little deeper into like black history yeah. and like revisiting a lot of black history that I um, that I used to like consume as a child. So now I'm like kind of contextualizing it with like jokes and stuff in my mind. So I'm doing that now. But politics, I mean, it, it does it does get murky. I guess with Barack Obama, I'm always like, I don't like that there's this like liberal, and I am a liberal, but there there I don't I don't like that there is like this liberal critique of Barack Obama that kind of places him in the same category as the his numerous predecessors. You know, race race plays. Uh, a, a a serious a serious role in the way political black political figures politic in the way they do politics the way they perform yeah. politics we have to be very careful just yesterday um that that after that congressional appearance that the the, the, the address that yeah, yeah, Biden, Biden's big speech Kamala Harris did an interview where she did not agree with the rebuttal from the uh, Tim Scott, the guy, the, the black Republican that spoke on behalf and said that there was no racism in America. America is not a racist country, which is like, OK, dude, whatever. Uh, how much how much did you get paid to do that shuck and jive? Because that was that that check. OK, Renee is due tomorrow. So I get it. Yeah, yeah, he's got a good mortgage. He doesn't have to worry about that mortgage for the next 10 years right now. It's the, the check is cleared, okay? The that direct cleared. deposit hit, okay? Because yeah, that was but the only one they had. That's the only... He's the only black Republican. They had to shoot back. He's the only black Republican in the Senate, which is like, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. Um, but I was going to say Kamala Harris responded to it in an interview, like I think as, as early as yesterday. And she... Uh, she said she she did not agree with him or a lot of with most of any of any of his points but she did echo that she did not feel that america is a racist country and there there are a lot of i've seen a lot of black people have discourse you know it kind of goes in one ear out the other with me because i'm like y'all are all just shouting and nothing's really getting done you're on twitter you're not on the streets you're not in the you know we're all just like kind of echoing one another's thoughts and outrage but I don't like the critique she's getting from black people about that because it's like, y'all, 
she's probably can you imagine the, the, the death threat she's already receiving just for existing in the vice presidency as a black woman yes so we gotta let her do her thing we gotta let her rock she can't be malcolm x no. She can't. She can't say America is racist. Yes, she has to, like, she and Biden are obviously offering up a a dialogue, a conversation to unify. We're already divided as a country enough. Yeah. So yeah, we can go off. There's no doubt in my mind that yeah. Kamala Harris knows that there's racism in this country. Yeah. But she has to. She has a role to play, and yeah. she can't be too extreme. Extreme extremities in politics is what is going to kill us. Exactly. It's on both sides. It's truly on both sides. I don't care how progressive you are, and I don't care how conservative you are. Once you get too far on either side, things things don't look good. Because <laughs> you, you, you're not, not the square on target all the time when you're coming from an extreme mm-hmm. point of view. You're kind of coming mm-hmm. from more of an. It's like a, it's almost all about whatever pain or trauma you went through, and you're kind of like. I got to take it all back, you know? And everyone's just projecting their individual traumas into this collective thing as though it applies to everyone. Like, I don't like that. I don't like when the conversation about Black people comes up and there's like this collective trauma that we all have and identify with one another. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't really, I mean, yes. Do I recognize that Black people as a whole, we all have some sort of trauma? Yes, but it's not all the same because we don't all have the same experiences. And the yeah. second you start blanket stating, blanket blanketing black people as a whole with the same trauma, it's just not the case. Like, for example, I used to get whoopings as a child, and I got black people on the internet now telling me that I'm traumatized because of that. I'm like, no, I was an asshole as a child. I talked too much. I talked back. I lied about shit. I had a lot of ass whoopings coming to me, and I got away with a lot of ass whoopings that I probably should have gotten. Same so that's nice. So I'm not traumatized from, from getting hit. I, <laughs> I got the belt. I had to say yes. Get sir, the belt. I got the belt. I got Rob, the belt. I don't mean to, I don't mean to one up you, but I used to get whoopings with a belt with my name on it. So my name was literally <laughs> my name was literally imprinted on my ass, which is like that's trauma. Okay. <laughs> that's, the, the thing about ass whipping I always thought was funny was like when they're whipping your ass, they're like. And, and you're like squirming around, you start squirming, and they go, Don't move, stop moving. You're stop literally moving. hitting, me. You're like, you're <laughs> hitting me. What are you? I'm supposed yeah. to move. Rob, do you remember what age whoopings stopped working on you? I feel like uh, for most boys, this is like a collective, like, there's like an age, there's an average age where it was like your mom or your dad was like, Oh shit. He's I tough one. Not the, it, it was my dad, and uh, he died when I was 10. So it was like mm-hmm. after 10, it was just my mom. And my mom is like, kind of like me, just a free spirit hippie okay. out there. So I came, you know, so I'm glad my dad did the ass whipping and I was scared of him. I was literally like, people don't understand. Oh, yeah. I was scared of my dad. Like I was scared, like this motherfucker could kill me. Like, I think he's kind of crazy. Like I had that. Did he, did he not know his own strength? Is that one of those things? No, he never abused me. I think he was just tough. Uh, man. I think it was, he was just, he was spare the rod, spoil the child, you know, old school type of cat, man. He never, Rob, we come, we come from the same, you're, you're spitting stuff that I've heard. The spirit of Rod, whoa, okay. Yeah. I thought that just existed in, in black families. You're from the South though. I'm from the South and then DC, mm-hmm. Northeast DC is, you know, mm-hmm. when I grew up is black as hell. And, uh, yeah, it was just kind of norm, like most kids, you know, that's just how we grew up. That's just how you I, grow up. I don't up. think it's great, like, 
there is some trauma there. I don't think it's great and I don't, uh, I don't think it's good for these time and age, but I will say it did put me in line enough that I never got into Coke. I never got into serious <laughs> crime. Like I, it just, it, it, it kind of like, if I was doing grimy shit, it only went so far, you know? It, it, right. I don't know, cause it, it just put me in line. Like I always had a yeah. little bit of fear, you know? Which isn't the yeah. worst. Thing. That was that was the same for me. My mother would spank me and then make me um like write write later about why I got in trouble. Oh, She'd be cool. like, okay, now go, now go and like I've she'll talk to me. I would never get I would never get hit and then there wasn't a conversation afterwards, you know? So she was just always like, Look, you're getting on my nerves, okay? You need to go upstairs. Write a paragraph. Explain. Re, re, explain to me why you think you got in trouble, and then we'll discuss that. My mother was. It's just so funny. I'm just now realizing, and this is like, I guess it's how recently my, I'm like looking about, it, thinking, thinking back. I'm like, oh, my mother's a human being. I think I just realized that my mother was like a person like a year ago. Because <laughs> you get in your 30s and stuff, and you're like, oh, she didn't know what the hell. She was still figuring out what the hell to do she was by herself my dad was in jail you know so she was just like she's got this kid i'm the only child so she's got this kid and she has she I'm just like got to figure out what's going on with him you know but she was also young herself and you know, trying to do her life and 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 have a life even with a child and go to school and have a career and i was just like yeah i deserved to get my ass kicked sometimes and now i'm gonna hit man the energy i can feel the energy right now you're a shot i was a talker rob i was talking back a lot i heard i heard a lot of like children are meant to be uh seen and not heard that was that was what i always heard but then i grew up to become a comic so obviously that didn't work <laughs> yeah uh mm. to, to shift a little bit because we're doing the cannabis coffee hour mm. i have a just for the listeners at home i got i'm in actually i have alex english alex english is originally from detroit michigan and i'm in traverse city visiting my mom who's in assisted living right now but i have a uh coffee with a uh three shots of cbd in it uh weed is getting madly legal i have an audition later today so i'm not puffing hard so uh <laughs> but what do you think about legalization alex like being from michigan like it seems almost getting to be like california out here that's right i mean I'm of course a hundred percent for it should be legal across the board. And I don't understand why it's not legal in every single state at this point, but very happy that it is becoming decriminalized in New York, of course. But I mean, I'm just like everybody else who smokes, you know, um, I was just like, okay, I was already smoking in public anyway. So <laughs> I was already, I was behaving like it was no big thing. And I'm fortunate that I haven't like received any sort of like citation. I've, I've pretty much gotten away with it um, ever since I've picked it up. Um, you're smooth better, in 2007 smooth i don't know if you he, probably heard that i did three nights in the tombs i went to uh for half point. i got picked up in the lower east side and i went in friday didn't get out to sunday and the tombs is a federal holding cell like i was in i couldn't take a shit for three days i didn't piss for three days i was in the shit shit and that was for a half a joint and i was traumatized like like after that, if I saw cops, I would just 
I would just back up. Like I would just like, you would throw a whole joint on the ground and stump on that shit. Yeah, yeah. I would throw a whole joint on the ground. I would act, it, it, you know, it just it shook. Damn. It shook, it shook. You know what I mean? It just shook me. But at the same so time, so I know, I know you feel better, but but I know you feel oh, better about it. Yeah. I love it, and I love New York, and I love New York when it's like that was one of the reasons I came to New York. You could always get good weed. You know, it was yeah. Like, the delivery cats were in check. Like it, if you were a weed smoker <laughs> and you knew what was up, you could figure it out. But with uh, my thing with legalization, and I'm trying to play it cool, but my heart does go out to the African-American community because it's like, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna smoke bongs all day. And somebody else is like, yo, my uncle did 20 years for- Still in happy. prison. Still, still in prison. prison. Many, many and still in prison. they're partying down to sublime right now. <laughs> and I got a cousin that's doing fucking hard time right. in a racist ass state that busted right. for a half a joint, you know? So it, mm -hmm. it's a bittersweet, but it also makes me look at America and just like how we're all figuring this shit out. It's where you are you at you. with that? Like, where, how does it feel with you? Um, I mean, I feel the same, you know, it, it is, it is jarring to see so many people. So, so many, like, especially white people, like getting into the cannabis business, you know, and, 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 and yeah, yeah. And I mean, you saw that coming right with like, yeah. as, as legislation continued, as you see more people starting weed businesses and stuff, it's just like, man, this is so, this is happening with such impunity yet. So many African-Americans, like you said, are still 70s. suffering. So many families are suffering because of just these minor infractions. Yeah, you know, and you, as you know, and I know, you experienced like when you it. take a yeah. dad out of the experience, it just, it throws the whole family off. And then you're dealing with, life is hard enough. Well, well to, be to, be, to be fair, friend, to be fair to yeah. the law, which is something a black man will never say, but I will. My father took himself out of the family. <laughs> The choice was the choice was made. Okay, the choice was made. Sure, we can we can we can discuss Ronald Reagan, that we can how how his how his whole shit how his whole plans for the for the country affected my dad's sentencing. But my dad was selling cocaine, slinging cocaine across 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 Detroit in the night in the late eighties and early nineties. He made those choices when he could have been playing basketball in college. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that he took himself out of that. So that boy, <laughs> but we're that good. We're good now. Boy. We're good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're good now. That's but like good. you know, yeah, because my relationship to, you know, to just drugs and my my exposure to drugs and like, um, the way that the role they played in my family, I guess, you know, to see to see it is good to finally well, I I figured it would be in my lifetime. This isn't one of those things that I was like well, I never thought I would see this. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, in my lifetime, no, this this was looming. You know, eventually, as things Bob become Marley more progressive. Bob Marley that door. You know, Bob Marley, yeah. the Grateful Dead, the '60s. You know, <laughs> yeah, that started opening that door. But that's interesting about your pops, because I think the same mm -hmm. thing. Like I watched that. Do you know about White Boy Rick? I saw this. Oh, absolutely. Boy. My dad knows him. <laughs> that's okay. like, and, they're all like, and I felt sorry for White Boy Rick. But they were like, you know, it was the it was the governor or the mayor, and the, you know he mm -hmm. was running. But the dude got caught with ten keys. Right? Yeah. I've been around grimy motherfuckers. The most I've ever seen is like an eight ball or two. I've never God. seen it. When you you know Teddy, that's that's almost a half a million dollars. Like that's not that's not just me and my friends are partying. 
And the most, and honestly, the drug is the drugs aren't even the most dangerous thing. It's the people handling it and the people selling it. You know, that's the that's where the danger comes from. You know, and the guns. My, yeah, you got to get a gun if you're if you're moving that much uh, money and shit. And my mother, I mean, I was I was an infant, so there's no way for me to remember this. But my mother was telling me once about how she was driving and she felt like she was being followed. She literally had to drive to, and this is while my dad was still out and about. She had to drop me, drop me off to like, she was like, think of like a like some old '90s drug related movie where the the woman's like dodging some random black car and like dropping me off at my grandmother's house so she can duck and dodge the dude so she makes sure she does. I was like, ma, what we, you know what? Sometimes my mother tells me things about like her time spent with my dad before I was born and like as I like at, when they when I was conceived. And look, I'm appreciative of my life, but I was like. Mother, there's no reason. What was your taste? I'm judging my mom for fucking my dad. I was like, there's no way. There's no way I would have slept with him. There's no way I would have made a baby with him. There's no reason for me to be here. I was having I was having breakfast with my mom a few years ago, and I was like, Mom, was that an accident? You could be honest. And she was like, Alex. I'm like, come on now. Like, you are a gorgeous, intelligent woman who was on the way up still at, at that time. He, he was doing all right. He, he wasn't really, I mean, he was balling. They met in high school, so he was playing basketball. So he had all that wow. potential. But I was like, "Girl, you he didn't see the Detroit? potential." He oh. was. He played. He played for Murray Wright High School. I believe Murray Wright is still open. Is um, that like the big ass high school? Yeah. It ain't really though. My yeah, yeah it ain't not academically. Uh, but I mean, but like, I it's always the powerhouse. <laughs> but for sports, which school is like the powerhouse basketball? Like, oh shit, these yeah. guys are about to go pro. Like my yes, my dad. My dad graduated. My dad graduated from Murray Wright playing basketball. He went to Alabama State uh, to to play to play. Full and ride? Uh, I don't know, but I do know. I don't know four by four ride, but maybe. But I do recall them saying that at the time. I think maybe like a year in before he ended up going back to Detroit, he was like being like scouted by like the Golden State Warriors back then. So you know, I'm like you. I'm, I'm sitting here like really. You, you, I could have been an NBA player's son. <laughs> you took that for me. In Lake Tahoe, you guys could have had a nice cabin. Could have been snowboarding Listen, when you were sixteen. And him, I'm over here auditioning, and struggling. Yeah, look, I'm over here. Not, not look at me. Not look at me. <laughs> <laughs> so your dad um, is he out of the joint? He's out. He's out. He's been out. He's been out for a while now. Like he's I, he can't. Cat. He, he's like me. Yeah, listen, Rob, you are my father. <laughs> um, I gotta tell you something, Alex. You know, your mom was bad. <laughs> listen, listen. That that would be that would actually be refreshing. It would make more sense. <laughs> well, you told me about your dad a few times when he was rocking yeah. on Facebook early on. I remember. Oh God. And we were oh. about to do a show, but I shut you down. I was I was bummed that I shut you down because I did I just couldn't deal with any family. I didn't know what you what kind of trauma you were gonna open up on me. But I knew it was funny when I look back on it. I was like, "Oh, he's working out a bit." You were? Do you have bits about your dad? No, I wasn't. I was just telling. I don't talk about my dad on stage. I was literally talking to you about something that happened. Like you were I was just talking to me, about, and I, yeah, I was I opening was up. But it's okay. You was dealing with your going, stuff. Yeah, 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 you was dealing with your stuff, and that was totally fine. I, you know, whatever. But, you got it. But, uh, I remember you got it. I was just. Like, I just okay. talk. Yeah, I just you know I'm just chit chatting about my day. But no, I will. I will catch you up though about something that happened a couple months ago. He text messaged, he texted me. He was like, he said he texted me a, a side. A, I'm cl clearly he did this on like some collage app on his phone. Mm -hmm. A picture of me side by side with some random woman. 
And he says underneath it, do you think y'all favor? And I was like, huh? And, you know, and to anyone listening, do y'all favor is black for do you look alike? You know, do y'all, do y'all have similar features? So that, that is do y'all favor. And I was like, uh, no, I think so. Now, I'm already ahead of him because I kind of know where my mind is going. And then he texts. I'm, I was just like, no, I don't think so. Why? And he's like, well, she's, uh, she hit this, this woman hit me up on Facebook saying that she might be my daughter. And I'm like, now, Rob, let me tell you this. I would have been more shocked at this, him bringing this to me, if there weren't already a sinking feeling that I've long had that he was very, that he could very possibly have another child somewhere. Yeah. I, I always had it like deep in my spirit. Cause I like, I, the more I've gotten to know my dad, the more it became clear to me, this is like real, really big other child, secret child energy, you know, yeah. or like unknown child energy. I'm like, there's no way he wasn't a cheating on my mother and B not protected. Yeah. Not protecting himself. There's no way he wasn't making bad. He was already at making the, the worst decisions. You were, born at 88. <laughs> you were born at the height of cocaine and threesomes. <laughs> Listen, exactly. So I'm like, there's already. So we start. He, he honestly, that that conversation, what I just told you, Rob, is kind of where we left it. And I'm like, he he gave me a little bit of a story of like, oh, there was this woman, and you know we you know we had a thing and then she moved away her parents and her moved away and there was no technology back then to like keep up with people you know so if you did get someone pregnant and they moved away you didn't know anything about it my uncle i had my mother's side my mother's side my uncle had a situation like that too we just met her a few years ago and he died from sickle cell when i was in high school so she grew up without him and never even knew who her dad was he didn't even know that he had a daughter so i mean knowing that knowing having having had experienced that this does not surprise me, but it's not confirmed because he is sort of like being very, he's being as distant with the information with me as he probably is being with communicating with her. So he's like, <laughs> if she's knocking on, she's knocking on her door and he's just like, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, let me, let me check with my son. I can't, Rob. I was like, listen. He has nobody else to talk to, Alex. He has nobody He has a wife and a stepdaughter. <laughs> <laughs> He absolutely has. He has a lot of people he yeah, can talk you're to. You're cooler than them, man. You're cooler than them. He wanted, He needs somebody to help him through this. He wasn't even mad. But I mean, what, do you, what does he want me to do? I don't know. Her. I don't <laughs> you come to me when you confirm everything. You're not going to say if I have a big sister or not. Because apparently she's older than I am. Would you like so. that? Would you? I think you would like a sister. Sure. But I mean, I don't know how I would respond to it. I don't know how I, how I would be confronted by it as an as a 32 year old you know it's not like i'm 16 or anything like that or like super young so it's kind of like he can drive you to the mall you don't care about you know <laughs> there's no like i don't know i don't know but i wouldn't i wouldn't i don't think i would have like a volatile reaction to it right i feel like i would just kind of be very like oh well all right hey sis <laughs> you got you got some birthdays to catch up on is your dad absolutely Absolutely not, Rob. You know, yeah. well, okay. Well, you know what? According to everybody jock? else, is he just a straight up jock? Hold on. According to everybody else, actually, especially members of his side of the family, right. they love to tell me that my comedian side comes from him because we have. He loves to joke around. My dad has very like 
crass humor, I believe, very, very, very direct, not not as subtle as what I believe mine to be. It's it's he sure, sure he can he, sure I'm sure he holds court at the family reunions. And, and, you know, when he gets with his boys at the barbershop and all that stuff, but he ain't getting on nobody's stage, okay? <laughs> so let's make that. You I told you about the Facebook, like okay? Boy. When Alana calls him, then we'll talk. <laughs> no, he, uh, I told you about the Facebook posts and they still happen. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll you, you, there's a clear distinction of when he writes a post himself and, and when he copied and pasted something. His page. His, his, his personal page, okay. his personal page. He actually, he he randomly has like a, a Facebook group that he's made himself called Grown Folks Keeping It 100. The title is, the title's not long. The title's long. It's not short by any means. Keeping it, grown folks having real talk and keeping it 100. And he added me to this Facebook group. And I'm like, what is he on here doing with his time? And I, I, of course, out of curiosity, join. And he has, Rob, he has created like a community of like 12 to maybe 1,500 people throughout Michigan. These are like, I'm like, how do you know these people? And he just like created a face. And now There's I think my dad. lonely people out there, Alex. I'm Rob, it people. blows my mind. I visited that group and there's like all these topics. And my dad is the topic dude, right? So he's like what do you think about cheating in a relationship should a man should a woman have to should a woman have to uh should a man expect dinner when he gets off of work and then there'll be a whole 96 comments a conversation of this very cliche question that gets asked that that has just been beat to death but he thinks he's like starting starting a revolution also also through this group my dad is now a party promoter, I guess. Oh yeah. Which, which he'll he'll do like like part like gatherings, social gatherings that lounges, and people from the Facebook group will come. I did a show in Detroit two years ago, and there were people from his group. I've never met these women. I've never met. Showed up to the show, and he was there too. And they were like, "Oh, look at you! Look at look just like you. They sound they, they sound like relatives. You look look at you looking just oh, like your father." I'm like, "Who?" Cool. But I'm like, "Who are you?" Rob, I was just like, "What are you doing with your life, sir? <laughs> <laughs> this is just wild." He's like a people connector somehow, yeah. and um. Yeah, you know, but you know, there's He's a clear a distinction. Cat, just like you, you can hang with everybody. He's just well, like, he. Him being a party promoter, it just uh, it's so funny. I'm like, oh, I, I, I am. I code for cocaine. <laughs> you never know when. Um, you know, uh, no, but but everybody's like forty or fifty. You can't be doing lines when you're fifty. <laughs> it just it just goes to show that Rob, I have had a long history of hooking up with party promoters in my past. So <laughs> I've yeah. I've been looking for my father, obviously, in the men, in the men. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, we're going. You're getting that 45 minutes, but you've been doing so many cool shit, and your family's interesting. But tell me about. Didn't you just tape some stuff for Michael Che's new show? Oh yeah, you know, we're a little I'm, bit about that experience. You know, Rob, I got a secret. You know, I got two cute little under fives. It's cute. Mm -hmm. You know, got some little cool lines. I have not seen anything yet. I'm gonna be singing, of course, for the first time with everybody else. But I have friends who work on the show with with Che and like you know kind of have seen the the galleys and seen and 
I've been getting text messages. They were like, Alex, yeah. The, the, I know it's not big, but you but you've been, you you look pretty good on there. You look pretty yeah. funny. I was like, okay, as long as as long as I hear that, and these are people like these are friends that I'm like, they wouldn't just tell me this if they yeah, were if they didn't tell you that shit. You're not gonna give it up. My friend Gary's not gonna give it up to Gary's not gonna give it up to me. Nah. Like if he, he he gonna tell the truth. Yeah. So for him to come out and tell me that it's good. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, so yeah, I am I saw, on that. I, I, I saw that you're on it. I was like, God, oh, good for Che, man. Hook him up. I am. I know. Yeah. You know what? You know what I will say um, about that production. I, you know, and while we're giving props to Che, yes, because he, uh, like the two times that I filmed, I noticed that there were a lot of like actors and actresses from Broadway. You're gonna see a lot of like non-comic actors, more so, That's like just like. Move. Because, but the thing is, it's like Broadway, but, but yeah, beyond the strategy of that, yes. yes it was just really, it was really nice to see like, yeah, Broadway took a hit. A lot of Broadway, like, so he put a lot of like black Broadway actors yeah. and singers and performers on the show. And I just think that, I just thought that was so cool because, you know, they were struggling. Anybody in entertainment in New York, musicians, we, we were all stuck at home. And so he, to, for him to like Broadway give people that. Down. Yeah, yeah, like we yeah, could do they, Zoom shows and yeah, you know, do, uh, midnight shows yeah. or rooftop joints, but uh, with acting, yeah, they say that you know the best actors are from Broadway stage act. It's just stage mm -hmm. time, so you get your chops yeah. in acting. Uh, I'm doing, I'm going out for roles and stuff, and I wasn't wasn't a theater kid at all. I was straight up goofball. How do you mm -hmm. feel about acting? I kind of like it, like, I, but I like I like that five line, ten line. That's what get in and get out. Try to get one or two funny looks and then bust mm -hmm. out. But I I'm enjoying it more. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it more. Um, I still feel like I need to get a little more comfortable with being a little more like into the character, you know, but, uh, you know, acting is such a like vulnerable thing, right? Because you got to like let go of who you are to give life to another character. So I, I think it's not like stand-up where you are just you and you give you yeah. and it's all you plus whatever characters you have in your back pocket. Yeah. Um but I know I, I guess I yeah I enjoy acting. I guess I'll enjoy it more as like because I I what I do you know what I do like mm -hmm. is the fact that I am not getting I, I do enjoy like when I get offered like self-taping chances to like audition yep. they're not i don't feel typecasted i get just as many straight boys straight guy roles as gay gay guy roles and that makes me feel very happy you know that people still see that i could maybe convince others that yeah, there I are you do a straight I, lawyer I, I think you could do it you could do, you could do a thug you could do a lawyer <laughs> you could do a rapper you could do Rob a, I didn't spend all those years in the closet okay I didn't spend all those years in the closet to just not to just be typecast as a gay man my whole yeah, life okay yeah, 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 yeah. I listen I tricked two girls in high school I think that's good enough <laughs> that's, that's Oscar shit, man. yeah, man. yeah. Uh, but wait, I, but, wait, but Rob I have to tell you too because um you were talking about the legalization of weed in Michigan yes and I'm gonna tell you when I went home to visit my my family uh last year like in the middle of the pandemic my grandma my grandfather had just passed he was going, he was suffering from dementia, getting like, you know, so it was like, he was fading away. He was living with my parents. Time. Yep. 
Yeah. So I went to go visit shortly after he passed. And my mother and father were sharing with me details of like a trip that they, because they like to go on like a little road trip to Chicago, four hour drive from Detroit, right? right? And my dad was saying how they were nervous. We were talking about the police and they were, they were nervous driving on the road because oh they did get pulled over they got pulled over on the way just for something very small you know but my mom apparently took an edible and my dad had been smoking a joint so there was a whole lot wrong that could have gone down but it did not but that's oh no they didn't outright tell me that my mother didn't outright tell me that she had an edible she was just like yeah I was just nervous because you know I was I was feeling some type of way and my dad was like yeah yeah your mama was my mama was feeling she was a little happy i was like oh my was you, was you had a flask or something you had some wine with you because i know she drinks but she was like they were trying their best i was like my what you talking about well you know I, she then she's like tried to utter she had to mutter it like oh well, you know i had that candy i was like candy what you talking and then my dad had to be like yeah you know alex uh your mom she she likes the gummy bears the edibles i was like oh Y'all out here, y'all are, my parents are doing drugs. <laughs> oh, nice to know. So it was so funny too, because for the first time in a long time, because me and my mom butt heads often, just like just off the strength of our personalities, love her to death. She'll be here next weekend to visit New York. Can't wait. But the nothing brings a son and mother together than drugs. And so I, she was like, Alex, I was like, Alex, don't you? I was like, mine. I could have been getting high with you this whole time. I've been smoking weed for years now. She was like, Alice, I don't need to know that. I'm like, Ma, come on. It was a pandemic. I'm grown. Weed is legalized here. And my dad, me and my dad smoke joints now together every time I go home. It's oh, phenomenal. I, I also that. I also take from his stash too. So. <laughs> like, I deserve it. I deserve that. Does he get good weed? pretty good it's pretty good i, I mean super I, strong weed he seems like a cool cat but he would have he's a weed. he's a cool cat he plays golf every day and uh, he, 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 he crunches numbers for a living so you know it's just like look you, the man is stressed. they're working on a house they're building a, they're still fixing their house up man everybody knows it's better than if you've been around the block everybody knows if you're going to your 60s and we're all handling stress like shit everybody dies and falls apart and houses and payments and shit and it's like you know fucking let's smoke a joint after the day man the the conversation is true i just but i mean i think family if i could i i for my fam my whole family i just want to give everybody a joint and like look we are all there's no arguing there's no arguing because we are an argumentative family and like look if we all just got high at like a at like a, a weed infused dinner for thanksgiving i would come home every single year <laughs> instead of skipping some, one thanksgiving that just instead of skipping out, some holidays yeah, yeah. That, that you just get a bad taste in your mouth like i don't want to see these motherfuckers for i went home i went home a couple of christmases ago and a family member stole my very first airpods out of my coat oh, no, no, that's airpods not oh, even a lie. Not even oh, a lie. They still the ones you don't want to lose. But you did you confirm it? Did you catch them red handed? I know I, they were in my coat, Rob. They were in, you know everybody puts their coat in that one room yes. at the crib. Somebody and I know who did it. That's the thing. I know who did it. But you know what was crazy? I was so high at Thanksgiving dinner that I was like, you know what? I'll just get another pair. I'm not even gonna. I'm, gonna I'm not smile. even gonna. I'm not even gonna go up to him and punch him in the stomach like I know I want to. 
but just know, and I know, I see to this day, every time I come around, there's that looming. I'm like, I could hit you right now, and you would, you would know why. I could smack you in the back of your head right now, and you would know why. But you know what? Family gonna be family. Take them, dude. I get, I got another pair. I got these are my second pair since then. You know. Yeah. I read it. I read it. I saw a meme that if uh, somebody was like, "If you got your, if you have the same AirPods that you had from the beginning, you were you were very responsible." I was like, "That could have been me." <laughs> it could have been me. Family reunion, and, except uh, you, you, and you got too high to be uh, to to break them off when they got stuck. too high to care. <laughs> too high to care. <laughs> but yeah, anytime you get yeah with family, it's tricky when you get in arguments because. Any arguments suck. Like, I don't know. Anytime you lose your temper, it's not a good, I, the older I get, I'm like, it's never worked out when I popped off on something. Do you avoid, right. Do you avoid confrontations, Rob? No, I'll go, I'll go right in and go a little too hard sometimes. Just because I had I to say, Rob, you're a savage. Yeah, yeah you are I, savage. I, yeah. I got a little <laughs> bit of savage in me. Just, I grew up in the 70s and 80s and as the youngest kid. So, yeah. And, you know, I, I, you know, people thought I was gay. People would say, "Oh, you, you, you act black, you dance." You know, people would test me. <laughs> people always would test me, and I'm like, "Dude, I didn't grow up. You know, I grew up in Northeast East. Somebody got shot in my alley. Like, I got oh rocks. yeah, <laughs> rocks were thrown at my head like weekly. Oh my god! And my brother's, you know, big as hell. I had to fight him every day. You know, so I don't know. I'm not well, saying every I'm a time, guy, but I'm. Uh, I would say that I learned to stand up for myself but now that you're older it's not good to pop off that's it's all. not good to pop off yeah I, I used to be a little scrappy you know fighter yeah, back sure. in high school and stuff black dude, dude in the i had a lot to say i had a lot to say and i was gonna fight back regardless you wasn't just gonna talk crazy to me got into yeah. a couple got into some bar fights in my day you know yeah. but i'm like when I, I think when i got to new york when I finally got here and I was like, well, I don't really have a lot of family here. I'm still making friends with people. I can't just be out here wilding out in the streets. It's just, and just like a big MMA look. happened and now there's more guns. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, you never know what somebody has on them too. Yeah, you never know what somebody has on you. It's best to just avoid. I was gonna say, Rob, every time you mention your age, I'm like, I just, oh, I, I, you have such a, you, there's such a youthfulness to you. I just always took you for like slightly older than me. Like not by a large degree, but like you, you, you said seventies. I'm like, what? Well, it's, it was the eighties. Like, it was 72. So I'm, getting, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You're Uncle Rob. I didn't know that. I'm, okay, <laughs> I'm OG. I'm OG, man. I started. But every time I Twitter. Every time I see you, I'm I've never even questioned. I'm like, oh yeah, late thirties, uh, mid to late thirties. I'll give it. You know, but you're very young, and you're very young at heart. Yeah, man, I'm still pumping Houdini. I'm still pumping uh, <laughs> okay. underground okay. in my car. Okay, yeah, yeah. Heads, I'm still popping and locking in front of the mirror. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you're in my forties. Whenever the music. So Wait, I'm gonna say whenever someone asks you your age, you just tell them what music you listen to. <laughs> you got in the car right now. What are you? Okay, well, I'll let you go, Alex. I know you're busy, cat and shit, but I could talk to you forever. But Literally I in my bed, and I know you got good taste in art. I know you I have you have an art. I I like what Erica. What did Erica Badu say? I'm very artistic with my shit. 
I like I'm, uh, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Yes. That is what she said. That's what you're right. Said. That's love, what I, Erica. That's how I am. I was just listening to uh, Next Lifetime the other day on a walk. It's still a great album. Erica ba- Baduism is it's a perfect album. Age well, because she put art and soul into it. You know, because sometimes realize how sing. well she can sing. She's a fantastic singer. Yes. I think she I think natural. she gets like kind of overlooked. Yeah. yeah I think she gets yeah, overlooked in her singing ability. Yeah, it's authentic. She's an authentic eccentric. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. So what are you listening to? And then we'll sign off. What, you, what was what was the music you were listening to this morning? Let's see, Rob. You know, I'm always kind of going up or down. My you know what? I'm gonna tell the truth. Let me, tell you know, Spotify, truth. Spotify has that that list of like things on repeat. So let me look at like what good i'll tell you um there's a little there's Callie cheese she's very good right now um what kind she's of- a young like i think colombian i think she's a colombian gal colombian oh, singer nice. yeah i know she she sings in spanish so i never know where i'm singing along to but beautiful music i like rap in french i like rap in spanish if it sounds dope rap in french dope. i am getting i'm getting into british rap right now yeah, i don't know british- any artists but i am i'm 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 looking up a lot of it on YouTube and I'm enjoying it. Um, Lucky Day, okay. Lucky Day is a really really good R&B singer right now. He has a good album out. Victoria Monet, um, Sir, Kendrick from Kendrick Lamar's like Camp, mm-hmm. very uh very great singer. Oh, let's see, Summer Walker. Uh, Rob, my 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 musical interests are so like you would look at the things that I listen. Someone one would look at the things I listen to and they'd be like is this a gay man or a emo white boy? Cause it just went <laughs> gay black man. Or like, I have, so, you have it's both just of those so, vibes, Dubi. You got some emo I'm a thought, yeah. I'm a thought, I'm a, I'm a thought who loves like thought music, trap music. And yeah. I also love me, but I also love the, the uh, I love Coldplay. You know, yeah. I, I get, I get into everything. As long as I can tap my foot to it, you know, it's good. I love the, Same you know that band, Bad, Bad, Not Good? It's a, ba- it's a band. Oh, they uh I've they they do a lot with they have a whole album with Ghostface. Ooh. And I just got into it. It was and it's great. Start to finish. I yeah, highly recommend with Ghostface. I'm getting that on spot. It's called it's called oh. Sour Soul. Oh. It's called Sour and Ghostface is on the cover. Oh, it's very cool. and I, I'm I'm late to the game because they've been around for a while, but you know, their whole I, I recommend, especially if you're a cannabis consumer. <laughs> which i'm sure people who listen to this absolutely are yeah. um yeah i highly recommend i built my entire bed that you see right now behind you i put this together to like all of their music for like two hours took me two hours but i put you my bed together to their music skills, man you know how to do a power drill and all that shit I got a, I got a little Jesus in me, you know. You know how to get the power tools out and, and measure. Listen, I can read some directions. Yeah, I can read some directions. I read the give hell me, out of directions. Me. Everybody gets mad at me because I read them out loud. I'm like, my wife, you have get to. This out. And my brother's like, what are you doing? I'm like, shut the fuck up. Let me just read every word. This together. Yeah, right. Let's put this together. Yeah, 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 let's yeah. put it together because I'm because you if you don't, you just go in it thinking you you're not making the bed, you pitching the tent. You know, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. you sleeping on top of on top of metal and stuff. That's people get read the directions, people. If you didn't learn anything from this podcast today, read your directions. Word okay? for word, 
out loud because if your idea is funked up, like it's just gonna ruin the party <laughs> when people come over. They're not gonna get yeah. your life together. You know, people sitting on your couch and it collapses. I know mean, because you forgot to screw in that back bolt with the, uh, yeah. with, the with the little screwdriver they give you. Yeah. Like, yo, man, I'm only 150 pounds. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> your fat friends. I mean, I don't know if you can say that, but your bigger friends they'll break your furniture. Yeah. Exactly. And it, listen, that would that's yeah. I would be. I would feel some type of way. My skin is getting on some furniture and it falls apart. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't gain weight, okay? So yeah, this 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 is your this is your fault, not mine. You fucked up furniture. This ain't mm-hmm. my. It's this is my not my fault. I'm I'm normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm normal. <laughs> I don't want to fat shame or anything because I I like big people. I used to have a joke like, if you're ever broke or you ever need somebody to a uh, couch to sleep over, go to your big friend's couch. Your big friends, they their refrigerator <laughs> is stocked full of food. Mm-hmm. And their furniture is comfy as hell, and they got a lot yeah. of room for you. And they're nice usually. And listen, and I and listen, listen, I'm putting it out there. I date, I date big men, so yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I date big men. Listen, that everybody's got every, everything. There's like, nothing better. There's nothing better than a nice hug from a big back, big front, <laughs> big arms. I like it, especially in the wintertime. Keeps you nice and warm, warm and in the summer, feel safe. And in the summertime too, 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 because I, you know, I don't mind a little body sweat. Never hurt nobody. It never hurt anybody. It's like riding a hippo around the world. <laughs> yep. Need everybody needs something to. Everybody needs something to hold on to. Yeah. Let's <laughs> sign off with that. Let's plus, hold on. Plus, plus, me, 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 and another skinny person that starts forest fires. Two sticks. <laughs> you rub two sticks together, and it's never a good thing. Yeah, two skinny people. Yeah, that doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. It looks like they're brother. It looks incestual. You're like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. you need a you need, you, you need one. Person. You need a chunky person to level to really yeah. to really get in there. Yeah, <laughs> make some noise. Make some make noise. Some noise, and you know, somebody <laughs> to figure it out. Yeah, to warm mm-hmm. it up, and then the other guy to be uh, fast and scrappy. <laughs> uh, all right, Alex, is there anything you want to say to the good cannabis coffee community out there in the world to sign off, buddy? I want to say keep keep smoking, yep. keep living. Um, watch that damn Michael Che on May 6th um, um, on uh, HBO Max. Ooh, HBO Max. Quality. HBO Max. Mm. It's six episodes, so you can, you can get high, drink your coffee, and speed through that. Yeah, laugh and true. enjoy and enjoy yourself, and then do it again, and then do it and revisit it, do it all over again. Tweet you know? at Alex and tweet at tweet at me that Rob should be on next year. To we'll tell what to, uh, we will give the we will get the Cantrell Hive, yeah. Cantrell Hive involved. I yeah. will I will I will second that. I will co-sign that. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. I'm pa- and I, um, I, I dig the crew that's out there in New York, especially you guys. I don't know. I I, I really love. I can't wait to I give feel safe enough to get out there and perform and scrap it up. And I like the Brooklyn rooms. You know, I miss seeing everybody. You know, what's great is that because everybody's been, and I know everybody's been saying this, but it is the truth. People have been cramped up in the house so much that they're coming to shows and they're really giving it up. They're laughing a lot because they've just, they've been at home and now they're just excited to be there. I am wondering when that's going to wane off and people are more, 
then it's like okay now everybody's bombing because it really because we're just getting away with it <laughs> like right if you're if you're bombing right now if you're bombing right now listen it's gonna be harder for you because they're giving the, the audience i'm saying some stuff on stage right now rob where i'm like that ain't funny but y'all are, y'all are just excited to be here. <laughs> you want to create the momentum. You know we got to get some momentum because this this place is only 40% right now and everybody's got three masks on. I am too cynical. Yeah, but I'm too cynical to fall off of that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's just, let's just keep working at that because y'all laughing. That's not real. That's not real to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay real, man. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You can't read the fake. Don't fake the mm-hmm. funk. I never, I, that's what I say on this podcast. I can't fake, don't fake the funk out there. Get your, va- I can't tell you to get vaccinated, but if you want this shit to be over, look into and seriously consider getting vaccinated. Listen, ASAP. all of the hot people are getting vaccinated. Yeah. That's the, so if you, if you listen, if you want your dick suck, get vaccinated. If, if you're trying, <laughs> if you're trying to be out here in these streets, I recommend getting the vaccine because I heard that all the, all the hot people, they're only giving it to, so that's yeah that's it what, what more of an incentive is that to just be included in the in hotness yes the thoughtness Look, that's how that's it was a positive reinforcement <laughs> i took like one psychology class in college <laughs> I like reverse psychology <laughs> yeah that's how you do it man you can't tell people what to do but you suggest that's lightly, lightly like, suggest. Lightly yes, suggest, yes. Like, mm-hmm. That's if you have an older person that tells you, like, well, you don't want to, but you can look at this angle. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, yes, get out there and get your vaccine. And I did buy it. I hate going politics, but yeah, I, I'll get off. We'll, we'll stop it right here. Because <laughs> I love talking to you. And Alex, thanks for your time, man. Thanks for being on the game. Thank you, Rob. It's finally. This is a long time coming. Yeah, long time coming. <laughs> a lot of DMs. I want a little studio. I want to get a bong. I want to get a band. I want to do the whole thing. So I'm building. I'm building. Please. Of course. Thank you. And get back to New York fast. Yeah, I will. All right. <laughs> Stay safe, Alex. Love you too. Love you too.